0: Welcome to Good Mood Food by Blue Synergy, a safe space where we talk about all things holistic with an emphasis on foods and moods using kosher, natural, organic, and whole healing modalities. I'm Bella Ashley, here to educate, get you engaged, and empower you on your journey to wellness. Now let's dive on in. Please be advised the information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your primary care or another qualified medical professional. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Good Move Food by Blue Synergy. I am your hostess with the most is Bella Ashley, and this is session six. Now I asked you all what you wanted to hear and I am surprised that an overwhelming majority of you requested anxiety. So here we are, my take. On anxiety. Now, what is it? I mean, you, a lot of people use fear and anxiety interchangeably. And although they may overlap somewhat, there are definite distinctions between the two. See, fear is real. It's based on a known danger, such as a car coming at you, a bear charging, a gun being brandished. And that's just, you know, to name a few, right? Now with anxiety, it's a normal and necessary mind-body reaction to a dangerous, stressful, or an unfamiliar situation. Anxiety, you feel distress, dread, unease before An event happens. See, fear is the event is right here. It's imminent. You can be in danger. Anxiety is anticipating this danger. So some anxiety is it's okay. You need it because it's in an innate awareness system. But when it doesn't shut off, that's when it becomes problematic and debilitating now there are different types of anxiety and they each have their own symptom and personalized treatments but for the most part anxiety disorders are characterized by excessive fear and or anxiety that can lead to negative behavioral and emotional situations so I'm gonna briefly touch on the most common anxiety disorders the first because you know all of these are going to be in alphabetical order um because i just like order (laughs) so first is generalized anxiety disorder and this is people who have this are usual usually restless you know they have this excessive and ongoing anxiety and worry that's difficult to control and often interferes with their day-to-day activities it's unique, and because and basically because people they can't, they really can't give you a reason for why they feel the way they do. They just do. High functioning anxiety. These are like the people who are successful, well put together, driven, usually busy and productive, seemingly perfect, yet underneath there's a fear of failure not wanting to disappoint others constant nervous energy overachieving people pleasing perfectionists who overthink may also be a chatterbox has no boundaries they often have insomnia they are tend to be difficult to read are tense and their mind constantly races. And this is just like the basics of a high-functioning anxiety person. Um, I actually fit into this category. I'm gonna be straight up. Um, I, I no longer want to really do the whole people-pleasing thing. And I definitely have clear, concrete boundaries that your savior would not be able to, uh, cross. Like I am adamant about honoring my boundaries now. Um, but yeah, like high functioning anxiety is real. And, um, it's something that I actually go to therapy for. I, I was talking to my therapist about that earlier today and it just, you know, it's, had to be transparent like yo you know i let's talk about this because i have to find some balance i can't keep doing this this is not normal this should not be normal and it's just something i've been doing for since i was a little girl and um i'm a work in progress but therapy has definitely been um a help for me in dealing with uh, high-functioning anxiety. Now, the next one is obsessive-compulsive disorder. Anybody who has their own little quirks, you'll hear somebody say, oh my gosh, they have OCD. No, please stop doing that. Um, So basically, OCD is people who have repeated thoughts, urges, or mental images that cause anxiety. It is an all encompassing, like severe fear, like germaphobes. Now, I I don't like shaking hands and this is Um, (laughs) pre-COVID. When I was active duty and we had to shake an officer's hand, that used to bug the hell out of me. one, it was germs, but it was, for me, it's about energy exchange. I, I, I don't want people touching my hand because there's people who will zap my energy and I will feel unsteady. Um, so I'm definitely not OCD in that category, but, um, there's other people who just will wash their hands or they don't want people to touch them for whatever reason. Um, There, there are people who will wash their hands hundreds, if not thousands of times a day, others will, um, there are other people who will check their locks throughout the day. And it's, it is wild because why do you need to be checking your locks like that? But you know, that's what they do. There's people who have these numbers They have to be going through these numbers. If it doesn't line up the way that whatever system they have in their head, there's a problem. There's folks who have, they obsess over symmetry. I mean, the list can go on and on. Any um, obsession that goes beyond what is necessary can be classified as OCD. And then they also have a, a few others that kind of go under the umbrella and that in, they include the body dysmorphic disorder. And these a lot of times people who have that, they will often go under the knife and they will completely change their look. Not have a little touch up here and there, but you'll look like, oh my gosh, you were so gorgeous and what? are you now? You're a cat lady or (laughs) you're this or you're that. And it's because people are not comfortable in their skin. And so they do everything they can to create what they deem is perfect and go under the knife of these different nips and tucks when those things are not necessary. Skin picking is another thing. Hair pulling is another thing. There are people who have Alopecia, because they just they have this thing where they pick their hair out, and I just know that therapy, um, amongst other other treatments, are definitely necessary to help people deal with this particular disorder. Next up is panic disorder. These are reoccurrent panic attacks or sudden feelings of terror. When there is no real danger, I've had them too, and they are scary as hell. Like my my body temperature rose. I felt like I was having a panic attack. You know, this raising pulse, intense fear, feeling or being out of control. And this one time, it happened in front of my children. We were all in. I had everybody in the bathroom to brush their teeth at one time. I was just like, everybody's coming here. I want to check how you're brushing your teeth. Let's go. And um, I just I just got flush. And everything around me kind of went, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like everything got fuzzy around me and start blending in together. And so I didn't want to freak out in front of my cubs. So I just, you know, I started thinking about my grounding techniques and I'm like, okay, breathe, find something that you can touch. So I touched this, um, I reached out and touched the, uh, countertop and then I start counting and I start breathing and they, I don't even think they really paid attention to me because I did it so smooth. I just really didn't want them to freak out. But most people who have panic attacks, it, it they think, you know, I'm quite sure this is something if you've dealt with panic attacks, um, it, it feels like you're having a heart attack and or that you're dying. And this Will set off even more anxiety and panic. And with a panic attack, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be asleep and it can strike and it's scary, but you don't have to fear what you have going on. The next one is phobias. These are extreme or irrational fear of. Or an aversion to an object or a situation. You know, people who freak out at blood, flying heights, or even tight spaces. Like the panic ensues in anticipation or in the presence of the stressor. Now you're entitled to feel what you need to feel, but the fear in this particular phobia is excessive in proportion to. The actual object or situation. This phobia is something that uh, I don't think a lot of people even know about. And this was like the the last addition to my list. Um, I mean, there's I have a few others, but this is the last thing that I, oh my gosh, I need to include this. And it is post- traumatic slave syndrome and this is um coined by Dr. Joy if you don't know who she is I think her last name is DeGru don't laugh because I don't know how to pronounce her last name but um she's she's incredibly intelligent And I highly recommend her books. Her last name is D-E-G-R-U-Y. For a lot of you, you may think of it as like generational curses or cycles. But it's really a multi-generational trauma and injustices experienced by Black Americans, African Americans, Americans, descendants of slavery, foundational black Americans, Moorish Americans, Israelites, however you call, whatever you call yourself. And you are a black person who was born here in the United States. And you are several generations deep. Oh, and, and indigenous, because many of us were here before any ships arrived. So... If you are here several generations deep, this post-traumatic slave syndrome will, you know, fit for you. It's a real thing. And it's something that we need to address individually, within our households, our families, and in the black community overall in order for us to heal and to boss all the way up. If we don't address this situation, we're going to continue hollering, no justice, no peace. I can't breathe. Leave me alone. I'm a victim. Because... These are mantras. These are things that we are saying and we're believing. Right? So if you're saying no justice, no peace, what does that mean? You're not going to get justice and you're not going to get peace. If you keep saying these negative things, if, and think they're empowering you. I. Unfortunately have to let you know that, that it's not. It's not helping us. It's not helping you. Whatsoever. And I love you to life. I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't put on. We've just been misled. We've been been boozled. And we've been fed all these damn lies when well, we need to take back the power that we we possess innately and right the wrongs within our own community. And we are not a monolith. All of us have, I mean, you can see that in a different east, south, west midwest north you see all of these different and even within those the geography of the united states each state is unique and each town has their own different flavor but by and large we have a similar experience we may there's some people who may be dirt poor and poverty stricken and there's others who are living at large And don't know anything outside of having butlers and, and, you know, other people helping them in living elite. However, our existence is often similar if we really peel back the layers. And so we have to really get it together and address this issue because now we have this fear we keep saying i'm afraid i'm afraid for my children i have three sons three i have three big brothers that i grew up with i have three other brothers who i love dearly And it keeps saying, I fear for their lives. I fear, I fear, I fear. We're projecting that out. We have this anxiety when we are met by police or other people who have some sort of authority. This is a problem that we have to address Within our own persons, with our spouses, our children, our siblings, our parents, our friends, our communities. Time out for these set tripping, blood crips, my sorority, my fraternity, my religion, my my particular. What else do we separate ourselves? Sex. S-E-C-T-S. We have these different doctrines and and all these different groups within religious communities. And we argue over the, the craziest stuff. Meanwhile, we fear... And we, we have this anxiety. Leaving our home. Being stopped. And then seeing all of this traumatic stuff play over and over on social media. I mean, this stuff's been going on for generations. But we didn't see all of this. At the, it wasn't at the ready. Now we just, it's instant. And that's jacking up our brains. We have this cycle, this anxiousness that we have to deal with. I challenge all of you to address this. If that means you go to therapy, Because there are uh, some dope, melanated brothers and sisters who are highly qualified to help you unpack this particular baggage. Sisterhoods, brotherhoods, connect so that we can heal from post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) <laughs> My bad. Um, I mean, I get I get a bit passionate, right? Um, let's move on. Uh, another aspect of anxiety disorder includes post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, when you hear this term, what is the first image of PTSD that you think of? I know most people, an image of a service member may come to mind. Maybe combat. But I'm going to tell you straight up, PTSD can affect anyone at any given time. In fact, we've all had a brush with PTSD without even realizing it. It can occur from a traumatic event or a series of traumatic events. And they can range from war, plain old military service, Racism, sexism, sexual assaults, car accidents, divorce, moving, death of a loved one. And PTSD really, it leaves the individual with flashbacks and night terrors, reliving the trauma. Phobias and panic attacks are common in those with PTSD. And that is where my panic attacks came from. PTSD from my time in service and the last most common anxiety disorder that I'm going to speak on is social anxiety now this is a young sister out there she is an R&B singer and people get on her all the time all the time because she posts on her social media and she seems so cool and lively but then when she's out in public, she looks uncomfortable. And then people are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with her. But what if it, you know, what if it was? See individuals with, who experience social anxiety disorder, they'll have panic attacks from regular everyday interactions. They cause significant anxiety, fear, self-consciousness, and embarrassment. Because they may fear being scrutinized or judged by others. And it can be so crippling to the point where they're afraid to leave their home. You're everyday, normal, loving, fun people. And yet, this young lady has been talked out. Because she was transparent enough to say, I have this. This bothers me. But fans or, you know, people who, maybe trolls, want to dog her out because they've made her. They buy her music, so they... They feel like she owes herself to them. They should have all access. And when she's around her fans, she should be open. But that's not how things work for everybody. And we got to respect people's sovereignty. Enjoy the music, but respect their space. The same way we have our own individual boundaries, we need to honor other people's boundaries, no matter what it is. Now, like when you're dealing with anxiety, there's a lot of different symptoms. Um, It really depends on what you've been diagnosed with and You know, even just individuals, everything is different because one person who has um, social anxiety may present themselves in a different way than the next person diagnosed with social anxiety. But here's not the complete list, but these are several symptoms that um, you may experience if you have anxiety. And that includes. Increased heart rates, you may avoid people, places, or things. Increased respiratory rate, your palms might be sweaty, you may be smothering folks for attention, you may have this obsession, over-worry, you may be ambivalent to your situation, your surroundings, you may be clingy, you might even lack sympathy. Crave sweets, may have eating disorders um, where you don't wanna eat or you're overeating. Not, you may experience nausea, um, weak muscles, weight gain, stomach issues, diabetes, and even hypoglycemia. And the cause of all of this, well, science doesn't really know. Like (laughs) uh, they've been studying for a long time. So they just don't know the ins and outs of people and anxiety disorders. However, science is sure that risk factors for anxiety disorders range from your genetic predisposition, environmental, behavioral choices, brain gut connection, medical conditions and illnesses, and even plain old life experiences. Now, please understand that having a risk factor does not mean you'll even develop an anxiety disorder. But it's good to be aware so that you can get the support you need before, before things get out of hand. Please, if you notice something's off about yourself, please get help early. Because you don't want it to continue to fester until you find yourself spiraling. Trying to get better. Now, I want to touch on an environmental risk factor that we all need to be mindful of, and it's regarding how we model behavior for our children. Parents, parents, guardians, teachers, family, friends, cousins, about a dozens. If you are around children, you are a huge factor and greatly increase the chances of having an anxious child. Say that again. You are a huge factor and greatly increase the chances of having an anxious child. Why? Do you... Do you know why? You have any idea? Well, I'm going to tell you. The main aspect is control. Yep, that's right. Control. See, our desire to want our children to succeed sometimes overrides what and who they really are. We will fuss, rant, and rave until we've stressed our babies out. moment of transparency um it was last month i've been working on some work (laughs) working on some work working on some skills with my youngest cub and these are things that we've been going over for at least three years he's still five by the way but at least three years it's stuff like you know this you know you used to tell me all these answers you know it well um I uh heard him talking to a teacher he's like I don't know I don't know I don't know hold on you know that answer what are you doing so here I am fussing and he's like maybe 15 feet away from me like what are you doing you know that answer and so he visibly got shook like you can tell he was rattled and so I saw that and I was like, okay, oh my gosh, what did I do? And I was like, fine, you know what? Just work however it is you need to work. And the teacher, the, the, the teacher on the screen was um, guiding him. Well, I got a phone call um, from this particular teacher. And although she understood why I was, you know, wanting him to, I was pressing him. Because, you know, there are specific, um, there's specific things that they want these children tar- to be, t- specific targets that they want these children to um, reach. And so they press the parents. And sometimes we, or oftentimes we're pressing the children. Not realizing that this is stressing them out. And so I had to come home after having that conversation with her. And I apologized to him. You know, we had a, a quick little discussion about my behavior, how it made him feel. And, um, I could see that tension just roll off of him. And I, I was just like, Wow okay, you know, we can move forward. And so she's like, you know, don't even worry about it. We just guide him into learning this stuff instead of, you know, just hammering on him. And ever since that day, I, I've been very cognizant of how I approach him and even my other two in regards to particular skills and things that they should know because they just should know it. If we do this enough, we we turn our carefree children carefree children into nervous wrecks. So I'm transparent about mine. I'm I'm real open. I keep keep it pretty real with my sons. Talk to them. If I mess up, I mess up, and I go to them. And I implore all of you listening to do the same. There's no more of the whole, do as I say, not as I do. Because, you know, children listen, but they're watching you and they're mimicking everything that you do. So why not model the behavior that they need versus acting a fool and pretending like, you know, telling them not to do it. But Ma, you doing it? Pops, you doing it? Auntie, you doing it? Grandpa, you are doing it? Is this touching a nerve for you? Uh, you know that's that's my point. I I want to touch a nerve because I want you to get better. Just as I own my crap, I want everybody around me to own theirs. Now, you have free will to do whatever it is you want to do. But when it comes to the youth, we got to do better. Scolding them to perform, seeing their nervousness. Assuming that they're ready or they understand concepts that they're being taught is wrong. See, our children, they learn differently. Little black boys, they learn differently. They flow differently. We gotta learn how to reach them and teach them on their level where they are. What is that child's learning style? What is their understanding? We we have to be responsible and accountable. We gotta respect, have patience for. And when we are wrong, we need to apologize and actually change our behavior. Not apologize and keep doing it, but actually change our behavior so that our children know that we are legitimate, that we are sincere, and how to move as they get grown. Because if they see a bunch of foolishness, well, they're going to become that. And then we go back to that generational trauma. I believe if more parents kept it real with their children and own up to their own BS, our community would be in a better place. Now, aside from us projecting and having unreasonable expectations on our children, other ways our children are at risk for anxious behavior include parental abandonment or rejection. A lot of you will have an attitude with the father or attitude with the mom and you will Excommunicate that child out of your life. You will mistreat them. And this is wrong. Poverty, being stressed out about adult concerns. Yeah, our, our situations are not always peachy keen. But it's not their responsibility to shoulder those problems. I refuse to ever tell my cubs that they can't eat. I just make it happen. Or that I can't repair something. Or I can't do something. Another thing, because it's not their concern. I don't need them stressed out about something I'm stressed out about. Because it creates anxiety. And this is abusive. Emotional, physical, hell, even sexual abuse. It creates anxiety. All these things impair our generations behind us. We are at a a crossroads. A lot of us are awakening. A lot of people are, are doing their best to heal past hurts a lot of us you know we didn't have the best role models growing up so navigating life and healing and growing is hard enough facing our shadows but when you have children man that's hard as hell But it's no excuse to continue to pass down piss, poor, generational curses, trauma, or cycles. It's imperative imperative for us to seek out resources to do and be better for ourselves and future generations. As I've mentioned before, there are so many resources available to us. All you have to do is get yourself you see, you see that supercomputer in your hand. You see it. You're probably listening to me from that supercomputer. What you need to do? Look up therapist. If you need to, low cost or free therapy. If necessary, call a hotline. A lot of these hotlines are, are, are free. They're anonymous. If you have insurance, contact your primary care and request them to send you to a therapist. Therapy does not mean you have to take medicine. It means that you can get all the crap out of your head and that's on your heart that has hardened you, that has caused you tremendous pain. And yes, you're going to go all the way back to your childhood because guess what? The root of all of our issues stem from our childhood and how we've processed and perceived and lived our lives. Even people who have the, the beautiful life that we thought have something that has caused them to make whatever decisions And to feel whatever pain that they've been feeling. But we got to do better for the youth, man. It's hard. Sometimes they they drive you crazy. You still got to discipline them, of course. But traumatizing them. Creating anxious children. Children. Having them flinching at every little thing is problematic and we need to stop. And if you see somebody in your in your crew, and your family doing that, respectfully correct them in love. Hey, bro. Nah, man. Here, let me pull you aside. You don't have to do it in front of the children. Don't cut up in front of the children, but have a conversation with them on the side. Hey, now nah we what's going on? how can how we can we need to fix this. That wasn't cool. Aces. Hey, now you know you shouldn't handle that that child like that. We have to police one another. This is how we level up. You understand? And I say this with nothing but pure love and care for you. Because I have to do it to myself. I have to correct myself because I look at my cubs. I have three young men that I don't wanna send out in this world. Screwed up. We have enough grown little boys wreaking havoc because they were not taught right, that they were enabled. They were not loved properly. They didn't have, they don't have healthy boundaries. They don't even know how to deal with their emotions. Their mental health is all over the place. And so it causes problems for the the women and the children. Ladies, same with you. What your mama or daddy did is not that other man's fault. And you picking trifling individuals over and over and over again is not anybody else's fault. It's not those children's fault. A breakup is not that child's fault. Don't stress them out and send them out into this world broken trying to figure out life we got to do better everybody and i really didn't mean i didn't intend on going this long on this particular (laughs) topic but yo man for real it's still better Anxiety, anxiety can ultimately, you know, it ultimately impairs the entire body because it causes stress. And if you've been around me long enough, you've been following me, you know that I talk about stress creates inflammation, inflammation creates, yeah, 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 all that, creates disease, the whole nine. But anxiety is directly connected to the earth element. And when I speak on elements, I speak from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint. So my background, although I do have an allopathic background with my um, getting my bachelor's, I also include indigenous health, indigenous medicine that I remember from my grandma and my great-grandma. Um, but I also go into the ancients in the Far East. The their information has not failed me yet. So the earth element is it compo- composed of the stomach, spleen, and pancreas. So remember when I said... Stomach issues, weight gains, hypoglycemia, diabetes, eating disorders, all that kind of stuff, right? Yep. And then, you know, having those funny feelings in your tummy when you're anxious and overthinking and worried. Yeah, that all makes sense now, right? Because look, the stomach processes everything from your food and drink to your thoughts and beliefs. And if you're excessively worrying... Your stomach becomes imbalanced and damaged. The spleen, it has so many roles, and those roles can include transporting and transform, transporting and transforming fluids, and when its functioning becomes impaired, congestion sets in, and we're left with many ailments, including insulin resistance, which happens to be a pre-diabetic condition. And what organ, when it is impaired, what organ um, are we having to take pills or injections for the condition called diabetes? Your pancreas. Now you see how the earth element works. There's a lot of different treatments and I'm going to mention what is common. And um, I love psychology and psych treatments that include antidepressants, SSRIs, SNRIs, beta blockers, benzos, and uh, and a few other medicines. Um, Psychotherapy from cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive processing therapy and even prolonged exposure are often used for anxiety patients. Um, Eye movement desensitization reprocessing therapy is another treatment that's used for people who have PTSD. I have not had that one, EMDR. I want to try it though for my PTSD, but I've heard some good things about it. Um and then you also have the complementary and alternative therapies, and they include acupuncture, exercise, meditation, mindfulness, nutrition, psychoactive medicinals. look that one up rest, stress management, and yoga. Now there's some other stuff, but uh most of those that i've I just said. Are really easy for you to do. And you know. My favorite. I mean I love psychology. But you know. I love nutrition right. So this is what we are going to talk about right now real quick. Nutrition. 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 Oh my gosh. This is so important. Because if you don't eat. If your body is not digesting. Assimilating. Uh, what is it? What is it? Digestion, assimilation. There's something else I am missing. I am drawing a blank. So if your body is not processing your food properly and eliminating it proper, properly, um, your body's not going to work. So there's specific food for food, herbs, and even supplements for the earth element. And these really slow down your acute sy- symptoms. You just in their sweet foods. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the overprocessed or oh, No, we're not doing that. Because you know it's cool to go grab some some cakes and, and pies and all that other stuff. That's not what I mean by sweet. Sweet foods refers to naturally sweet fruit and veggies rather than those sugary processed foods. Because those things, that extra processed stuff, it can actually cause an earth imbalance. So these naturally sweet foods will not only satisfy and nourish you, but will also improve your energy levels. I have compiled a list, it is currently on my Instagram. I will be putting some information related to this um, particular session, this topic on my blog shortly. Um, But basically the foods in the earth element include grains, fruits from like apples, not the green, the the sweet ones, Um, melons, sweet oranges, Grapes, please get the grapes with the seeds. Oh my gosh, they are delicious and they're better for you. I said it. Um, Tangerines, I said melons, right? Figs Um, and veggies. You need some sweet corn, all the squash, mushrooms, beets, onions, all the different leafy greens. Just enjoy everything dag only for green because you need it for everything anyway but basically you know those root veggies carrots potatoes yams sweet potatoes so you find you some sweet and or starchy foods bananas sunflower seeds you can even have some fish please get you some fish with scales, uh, scales and fins. <laughs> um, beef and even chicken um, are fine for your um, earth element. So this, I mean, there is just so many things on the list. You can um have molasses and honey, just maple syrup. Like there's so many different amazing stuff that you can eat to ground yourself, to help your system recalibrate and not be so, um, anxious all the time. And a lot of these, these fruits and veggies, they are late summer fruits. So if you have something in the late summertime, those are really, really good for grounding you in your earth element. Um, There's some supplements I I put the list on. Yeah, the list of supplements are also on my Instagram and will be going up on my website. But it's important that we start consuming things that are good for us. And really taking care of our bodies to just be grounded. Now other methods to help with um, anxiety. Include resetting our parasympathetic system. And this is the rest and digest part of our nervous system. So when we're anxious, our stomach, spleen, or pancreas, they cannot operate at their optimum level. So grounding yourself. Counting. Breathing deeply. See how those babies breathe? It, like Look at a baby and watch them breathe, especially when they're sleeping. Just watch them. That's how we need to be breathing. We don't breathe enough. We don't breathe deeply. We do a lot of shallow breathing. And Dr. H at EHA, he always mentions breath and who is in control of our breath. We are in c- control of our own breath. So learn how to breathe properly so that the energy... The chai, the chi, ki, prana, all that can flow in our body. Speaking life into yourself is something really important as well. Affirmations. So right now, hopefully you are not, you know, um, in a meeting or something. But uh, I want you to repeat after me. And this these are some good exercises to do in the mirror, but you know, you can do it anytime. I am a good person. I am calm. I am safe. I am at peace. <clears throat> I can control my reaction to every situation even if I can't control the situation itself I will accept the things I cannot change I will have the courage to change the things I can and while I will learn to know the difference I am here present loved We start speaking life into ourselves, even when we don't believe it. Because the more you speak affirmations, the more you start believing it. Because, I mean, you know, if you've been in an emotional abusive situation, you know that the other party is degrading you, right? You can have the highest self-esteem, but when somebody you care about is is telling you all these negative things, you start believing it. You become what they say you are. So let's reverse that. Let's start telling ourselves. Speaking life and greatness until it becomes our reality. Now also I need you to get moving. Be active. Listen to some music. Dance. Paint. Journal. Do something creative to express yourself. And most definitely rest. 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 Remember I mentioned that. You know a few of these things. few of the disorders. Insomnia is. A big symptom. Yep. Because we're not resting. Also. When something stressful or overwhelming occurs, take a step back and breathe deeply. You you don't want to react to anything. You want to respond. Breathe. Because sometimes situations are not even that serious for us to be cutting up. So if we take a step back, breathe and consider what the situation is. Before uttering a word will greatly benefit us. And for all of my folks who are overachievers and you just want to get all these things done and you have all this stuff to do. Create a a to-do list. Put them in order of importance and tackle each task one by one, step by step, and then make a check mark. And when you complete that, in that check mark, pat yourself on the back, do a little dance, and get back to business to the next item on your to-do list. Don't be like me and try to do every little thing and not accomplish a daggone thing. Talk about a waste of time and energy. So what I do, I like to do my to-do list and it has definitely served me well. And I'm sure it was, it will help you as well. And we got to learn how to relax. Now this doesn't mean you got to tell somebody, man, you got to relax because I'm the type of person you tell that to me and We're not going to be cool. I'm just telling you straight up. You're not going to tell me to chill. None of that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Especially in a moment of me feeling whatever I'm feeling. Don't do that. I know I have to learn to relax. And also talk to somebody you trust. Somebody who's unbiased. Who's not going to run off and tell your business. Somebody you actually trust. And if you need to call a hotline to get whatever you need to get off your chest, do that. But speak out, even in prayer or meditation. Well, not meditation, prayer. Pray, cry, speak your peace and and purge your spirit, purge your body of whatever words you need to purge it of. Self-care is the best care. You got to take care of yourself first because if you are empty, you cannot help anybody else. I don't know what your self-care looks like, but here are some examples. Go to the spa. Get a mani-pedi facial. Find a flowing body of water. It doesn't have to be a beach. It can be a stream, a waterfall, whatever, as long as it's clean and safe go by it go walk by it if it is clean and warm enough out dip your feet in take a walk in nature go in your neighborhood go find a nature preserve go to a park take your shoes off put your feet on the ground concrete if you absolutely have to but it's, it's better to put your feet on sand or soil. Just please make sure it's not a treated soil. So if there's chemicals on it, please just don't even bother. But if you know that there's some, uh, some grass, some soil that have not been treated, ground yourself into it. I promise you'll feel better for it. Now, if you are somebody who you know, you're you not dealing with anxiety, but you know somebody who is. Here are some ways that you can support your loved one. Because look, anxiety is hard as hell. It's enough to have to deal with. But it can take its toll on family and friends watching from the sidelines. I do not want you to stress yourself out trying to figure your loved one out however a little bit of understanding compassion and support goes a long way please do not shame your loved one over their anxiety telling them to get over it or chill does more harm to get more harm than good Be patient with them. Tell them, but also show them that they're safe and remind them as needed. Ask your folks how you can be of assistance. Give them some space. Encourage them to seek treatment. Also, maintain your own sanity. By enjoying your own hobbies and keeping up with yours, your cast of of family and friends. You don't want to lose yourself because once again, you got to take care of yourself, especially if the individual, the, the individual who has anxiety is your partner, your husband or your wife. And if necessary, seek therapy for yourself. And for folks with children or around children, please be patient with them. Be a good role model for them. Reinforce healthy behaviors instead of being overly critical or wanting to just discipline them just because. Help them establish healthy habits such as having a daily routine, allowing them to go outside and exercise. Yeah, I know it's COVID, but those children can still go outside and park, the sidewalk, somewhere, allow them to get moving and and have some fresh air. Encourage them and even buy them healthy food to eat and ensure that they're getting adequate amounts of sleep. I'm seeing and hearing so many parents who just seem like they don't care that their children are on games all night, on the computer all night, doing TikTok, Snap, IG, and and there, I guess there's a few children still on Facebook, all the other different um, clubhouse, all the different apps, and yet you say your child can't learn virtually. We need to make it make sense. We need to have some, some clear cut boundaries. And we need some clear cut um, sleep routines. So, creating a healthy sleep hygiene for not only yourself, but uh, for your children will greatly reduce their chances of dealing with any sort of mental disease, including anxiety. And this is not even an exhaustive list. I mean, everything can can be tweaked and tailored according to your personal situation but i want us to do better to be better to live abundantly and that abundance is not necessarily tied to chasing a bag this abundance is being whole within And shifting the narrative and shaking off the nastiness of unnecessary anxiety. I love you all to life. Well, folks, that's it for this session of Good Mood Food by Blue Synergy. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next session, and hit us up at bluesynergyholistics.com. That's blue without the e, holistics with the w with your questions, comments, concerns, and topics you want to know more about. I'm Bella Ashley, sending you peace and love on your journey to wellness.